Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC for your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk on WTIC. This is the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass and I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior. If you have a question or some information you want to share. I'm more than happy to take your call. I'd love to hear from you. I am here live in the studio. Of course, it did occur to me that um, if for some reason I couldn't make it, something happened and they uh, had to run a repeat of a show, which sometimes happens, and they run a repeat of me saying, oh, I'm live in the studio, then I guess it wouldn't be true. (laughs) But anyway, today is November 26th. So if it's November 26th and you're listening to this show, it's live. I'm here, okay? If it's some other date and you hear me say it's 1126, then no, this is just a repeat. But it isn't a repeat. I'm actually here. So if you want to call in, it's 860-5222. 22 WTIC. So 860-522-9842. So that's easy to remember with the call letters WTIC 522-860. Anyway, so if you want to call in, that's great. I'm here. I'm happy to talk to you. It always makes it more fun for me uh, when I have other people that I can kind of bounce things off. And I always tell people that if you want to call me off the air, or you want to contact me off the air, you're more than welcome to do that. And if you wanted to do that, the best way to reach me would be to go on my website, which is lorifassdogtraining.com. And it has all my contact information there because I know sometimes it's not convenient uh, to get to the phone. Sometimes people don't want to be on the air. And um, sometimes people think of things after I know I, I'm I'm one of those people that uh, you know you go to the store and you have your list you think you got it all under control then you go home and ah wait a minute this thing that I actually needed I didn't get or sometimes even with the list you get so sidetracked you get every other thing and then you forget to get the thing on the list so you know that can happen with calling into the radio you can't think of it I'm not on the air anymore oh darn it I should have asked this so you know it's not like uh, you can't contact me if you're not 
coming up with the question or the thing you want to share right now on the spot. You know, I'm not in the witness protection program. You can just Google search my name. You probably come up with my website. So anyway, uh, that having been said, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit about today is the difference between dogs and cats or some of the differences, because there's really quite a few, um, but also people who are very familiar with cats and people that are very familiar with dogs sometimes don't make adjustments to uh, the behavior of the opposite animal. And uh, interestingly, there are cats who I'm going to say have sort of dog-like behavior, and there are dogs that I'm going to say have kind of cat-like behavior. And so, you know, it's often the case that people will say that their cat acts like a dog because it likes to retrieve, it uh, is very social, it comes out and greets people. Um, Most cats are much more standoffish than that. Uh, So I have frequently heard people say about their cat that they act like a dog, but I haven't so much as much heard people say that their dog acts more like a cat, but uh, there are dogs who have cat-like qualities. So, for example, uh, one of the things that uh, I would consider to be a cat-type quality is that they're very fastidious. They don't like messes. They're easy to um, to potty train to the litter box. Most cats, if you show them a litter box, they say, okay, that sounds like a good plan to me. And there's usually not a lot of additional training that needs to go on. Uh, Some dogs are also extremely clean and really don't want to mess anywhere near themselves. And those dogs are going to be very easy to housebreak. But usually you have to do a lot more supervision, um, a lot more break Breaking down into pieces, but you know that's kind of like a, a cat quality to some degree. Um, also, uh, most dogs are very happy to greet people, and I'm going to describe it. Maybe this is a little too much, but more of like a "Hey, buddy!" Uh-huh, you know, kind of more of a little bit of a boisterous way. A lot of dogs are very cool with that; they like that. And there are some dogs that absolutely no way do not even go there. I don't. I don't want to hear it. You are sounding really annoying to me right now. And one dog that comes to mind that kind of fits both of those qualities are Chows. Uh, chows are extremely easy to housebreak for the most part, and they're generally not dogs that you know. Oh, hey, let me put you in a little headlock, give you a noogie, and you know, get in your face. They're like, wait a minute. I don't know you. (laughs) Don't even do that. Don't even act like that. Don't act all excited because you're getting on my nerves right now. And I think that that's one of the reasons that um, a lot of people have issues with chows because chows can have a reputation for being, you know, not the nicest dogs. And, you know, there are not nice dogs of all breeds. Uh, And, of course, if somebody has a problem, I generally am going to hear about it. So, for instance, there's a lot of very not nice golden retrievers. And you wouldn't think that, but they exist. And I attribute that partially to the fact that they've become very popular. And if a breed becomes popular, they get overbred. Um, Not the best representatives of temperament are bred. And then you have a problem. Okay, I think most people kind of accept that chows tend to be a little standoffish. uh, But if you don't know how to relate to that kind of energy, you're going to end up with uh, 
you know, with some kind of a problem if you think you can just, you know, treat them like your average Labrador because they're just simply not going to like it. It's just not going to happen. Um, dogs generally like adventures. You take them someplace. If their people are with them, their friends are there, we're going into a trail, we're going to a park, we're going to somebody's house. Oh, wow, this is fun. Big adventure. Yay. If you take most cats, and again, you know, go on YouTube, you see all these cats who like to go on adventures, like car rides, are in little harnesses, they're exploring different areas. That's not your typical cat. Most cats, if you bring them someplace new, the first thing that they want to do is hide and then eventually, little by little, kind of creep their way out until they get comfortable with their environment. With a dog, I'm not saying that dogs don't, you know, orient in an environment and some dogs are very uncomfortable in new environments. I had a Labrador. He had some weird qualities about him and one of them he was he didn't really like going strange places that he wasn't like to somebody else's house. No, he did no way. No. And if he was going to the park or something, he'd be okay with it. But, you know, if he was going inside someplace unfamiliar, it, it really was not his comfort zone, not even at all. Uh, and again, that's um, that isn't your typical dog, but it most certainly is your typical cat. But then I find that, you know, when people are relating to these different animals, they, you know, forget certain things. Like, for instance, cats actually have a reflex, which is escaping me exactly what it's called. It has an actual name. It's a writing reflex, meaning that if they're falling, they'll turn around and write themselves so they land on all four feet. And this is a reflex that exists in very young kittens. And it's a reflex that does not exist in dogs. <laughs> and dogs are not designed for jumping and climbing. I mean, some of them do it. But if you have a very young puppy, they're, it's dangerous for a little puppy to be on a couch or a chair. If they fall off the couch or chair, they can get very badly injured. Um, especially, you know, some of the toy breeds, the toy breed puppies, if they jump off a chair or a couch, they can break their leg. They can seriously hurt themselves. If you have a little kitten, they can jump around on and off the couch, climb up the side of the couch. It's not a problem, okay? So if you're used to a cat and now you're relating to a little dog, I remember um, I had well, it's like a young teenage girl came to my house. She was um, there with her her father and she was visiting my dogs and she was more used to cats. And she picked up one of my smaller dogs. It wasn't a puppy, but, uh, you know, the dog didn't mind that. Very friendly. But she had the dog about at waist level and then dropped the dog on the floor. And Fortunately, the dog wasn't hurt, but it was like, well, what are you doing? Don't do that. You can't do that. But if you had a cat and you had the cat at about waist level and just plopped it on the floor, cat's not gonna, it's not going to hurt the cat. It's not going to bother the cat. But the difference between doing that to a dog of the same size, that's a huge difference. Um, and so, you know, she didn't know. I had to explain it to her. But people kind of do kind of the opposite. Um, I had somebody explaining to me how they had a cat on their lap and they were making sure that the cat wouldn't fall off their lap. So they're sitting on a chair, the cat's on their lap and they're 
blocking the cat with their arms so the cat doesn't fall. And I explained to them, the cat is, first of all, the cat's not going to fall. And second of all, if the cat fell, it's a short distance. It's not going to be a problem. Don't, don't, you don't need to worry about this. This is not some fragile little dog. It's a cat, totally different. Um, and then on a similar kind of misreading, you know, cat, dog, what they can and can't do. Um, a friend of mine who's never had cats, you know, doesn't really um, know very much about cats, uh, was at my house and the cat that I had, well, I had several cats at the time, but the cat that was climbing on her lap was named Furball. He was gray, kind of looked like a furball. Anyway, um, she was there with uh, one of her dogs and um, she was getting nervous with the cat being on her lap. She was afraid that you know, the dog was going to have a problem, which he, he wasn't because we already straightened that one out. But in any case, um, she went to push the cat off of her lap. And as she pushed the cat to get the cat off of her lap, the cat said, well, I don't want to go there. And then grabbed her with his nails. So she couldn't do it. <laughs> but that was like um, a rude awakening for her that if you're if a cat feels like they're going to start to fall and you're pushing them, yeah, you may you may end up getting gouged with uh, with some nails. And so, you know, she kind of let out a scream there. And um, I had to explain to her what I'm explaining to you guys right now that if you want the cat to move, the best approach would be to Gently pick the cat up, or you can ask me, I'll pick the cat up. But if you're pushing a cat off your lap, they're probably, or I don't know about probably, if they feel like they're going to fall, they will probably hang on with their claws. If they kind of understand the idea of being pushed away, maybe they'll just move. But she was a little abrupt, and the cat didn't want to fall and didn't want to move. And so she got gouged up by the cat, which I shouldn't really laugh, but I'm just saying. Okay, so anyway... Um, I see we have a call coming in, but I think we need to go to a break. So uh, whoever's calling, if you don't mind being on hold until after the break, I will be right back. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. This is the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass. I'm here in the studio, and you can call me. And somebody did call me, and I'm going to go right to them. Hello. Hi there. Um, I was wondering, um, what would be the best way? Um, And I've, I've had dogs for years. I've always had Cobra Spaniels. But we have a Gordon Setter that's about 15 months in the house. And, I, and to get a Gordon Setter and a Cocker Spaniel to coexist. Um, and they, the temperaments are wonderful. But the Gordon is that sporting dog. I want to love everything and everything needs to be a toy. Um, and wants to play in a little too rough. Okay, so are, are you saying that you currently have a Cocker Spaniel and a Gordon Setter? Yes. Okay, and, and how, how old is your Cocker Spaniel? So the Cocker Spaniel is four years old. He was a campaign show dog, and his temperament, he won't, like, he won't fight back. Okay, so can you be real specific about, 
describe a situation and be a little specific about um, when they when they meet up. The Gordon Setter wants to play and wants to almost like cuddle him and like kind of like trap him. Like put his paws around him. Put his paws around him. Wants to like kind of like hang on to him and almost like a chew toy. Okay, and the cocker spaniel just kind of looks miserable and does nothing. <laughs> um, he'll he'll try to get away and he'll 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 get to a different position. The Gordon is very strong. Um, he's 16 months old. Um. And he just wants to play with everything. So let me just ask you this, and I just have to be mindful of time. And if we end up um, getting to the bottom of the hour, if you want, I can put you on hold. Um, That's up to you when we get there. Just giving you a heads up. But um, the uh, Gordon Setter, what kind of training has he had? Um, Not a lot. Okay. Um, He's very smart. He's almost too smart for his own good. Um. I, I mean, I, I'll do, we'll do sit, we'll do down. The leash training is not great. I've used a wonder lead. Um, he doesn't always respect it. What, it, what is the wonder lead? Does that go under the belly um, or across the nose? Um, it goes up, up behind the ears. Um, it's like a, it oh, okay, like a all right, rope. yep, yep. Okay, so it's it's just sort of almost like where a show lead is, where you put it up. Almost like a show lead. Okay. I saw some Weimar Honor people had it, and that worked with them. Okay, and so um, you're saying that does not work with him? It will if I can keep it in the right place, but okay. there's a lot of dogs. All right, so um, the wonder lead is sort of like a slip lead, the collar lead combo, right? Okay. Well, there's a collar called, uh, it's called different things, but if you went to the Learberg site, which is a dog training dog, uh, they have a lot of information. They sell a collar called a dominant dog collar, which is kind of like a slip collar that you can clip around so it doesn't have to fit over his head. And that's probably going to stay up behind his ears better than, I find that collars and leads that are one piece tend to slip more. And I'm not saying that this wouldn't slip, but it's going to slip less. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because what what I have does slip. Yeah, so I'm not going to say it's not going to, but it's not as bad, okay? So when you're, Uh, go ahead. I'm looking to try something else that I could try. Yeah, I would try Um, that, but I would, you know, you need to have something to grab him with when he's in the house. So if he, whatever he's wearing, he has to have a lead that you don't care if he chews on, something that, you know, isn't necessarily going to get caught on everything, but something you can grab him with, Okay. Okay, because right now he wears just a, a plain buckle collar. Yeah, so if he's collar. a big, strong dog being a goon, he's oh, yeah. not going to care about a buckle collar. And if you just no. go to grab his buckle collar, you're not going to get any leverage. Um, and so if he's in kook mode, it's just not going to be computing here, all right? But we need to teach him leave it, all right? Okay. So okay. what we're going to do, and I may end up having to put you on hold. Do you mind if I put you on okay. hold? Okay. All right, so okay. <laughs> I'm just looking at the clock because at one thirty, it's... Bottom of the hour time. So anyhow, um, and if for some reason I push the wrong button and get rid of you by accident, you can call back. But anyway, um, the so so he's going to have, you know, we'll check out the dominant dog collar because I think that's going to work okay. a little better than just the collar lead combo. He's going to have a drag line, which is going to be a leash. Sometimes people get a cheap leash, cut the handle off so it doesn't get as easily tangled. But you have to have something to grab him with. If you can't grab him, yeah. we're already 
bad news here. Okay, so we're gonna okay. want to we're gonna want to teach him leave it. So if you tell him leave it, he does leave it, and right now he thinks that's just like a dumb suggestion. So so we've got the dominant right. dog collar, we've got the drag line. He's gonna be trailing it around, and then for part two of what we're gonna do next, I'm gonna have to put you on hold and then tell you what the part two is. Is that okay with you? Okay. Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, thanks for your patience. And we're going to have to go to a break and um, I'll be back to tell you part two of the solution here. Okay. All right. Thank you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The streets, the dogs are barking, and the day is growing dark. As the night comes and the falling, the dog will lose the bar. From the sound inside my mind Cause I'm one too many mornings and a thousand miles Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass and... Uh, I was speaking to somebody about their Gordon Setter annoying their Cocker Spaniel, and we did part one of the solution. (laughs) But we didn't get to part two because I had to go to a break. So I don't know what happened if she got cut off. It sounded like she was calling from her cell phone. But um, if you want to call back into the show, the lines are open, so you can do that. Or, as I mentioned earlier, if for some reason you can't call into the show but you want to hear part two, <laughs> you can contact me off the air and check out my website, which is laurifastdogtraining.com, and uh, my email address and my business phone number are in there. Um, but, you know, the lines are open, and if you got cut off or you want to call back, that's fine, or somebody else 
completely new topic wants to call in, you are welcome to do so. I am here until about 2, so you still have time to call into the show if you want to at 860-522-WTIC, which is one when others, well, it depends on where you call from, 860-522-9842. Okay, so anyway, I don't know if you have to dial one. You might, depending on where you are. There's no longer an 800 number. So, But I think with uh, people's cell phones, you get pretty much the ability to call anywhere. So I think the 800 number for that reason has become obsolete. But hey, I don't know. I'm just taking a guess. But that's just the only call-in number. So um, just sort of a random piece of information here. A friend of mine was watching somebody uh, walking down the street with a really large dog and a leash that was attached to her waist. Now, I have heard of these. can't say I've never heard of these. But I can just imagine that – this is some kind of disaster waiting to happen. I mean, I've talked on on the air before about retractable leashes, and you know, I have a lot of information of people's experiences of things that go wrong. So you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, retractable leashes. But I don't know anybody personally who uh, has used one of these leashes where they're tying the leash to their waist but I got to tell you, if you've got a big dog and uh, your dog wants to go from point A to point B really fast for some reason and they're really excited and you have something tied to your waist, eh, I don't know that I think that that's a great idea. So I'm going to have to say, unless your dog is very well trained, extremely mild mannered or very small and you're watching where you're going, uh, I can't really endorse that leash. It was kind of alarming. <laughs> so anyway, with that, we have Michael. So we're going to try and connect here. Um, hi, Michael. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. So what's up? I have a um, nine-year-old lab pit border collie mix. Okay. And he has some issues where... We've noticed her, her tail is between her legs a lot. Um, she also gets a little irritated with the other dogs. And I know that she was, you know, the first dog that I had, and then the other two came in. So she's kind of has that queen bee, um, you know, attitude with them. But we can't figure out why she's constantly having her tail between her legs. Is this new or is this something that she's it's- always done? No, it's been going on probably for the last six, seven months. It's been more noticeable. Okay, so this is uh, this dog is nine, and you've only noticed that her tail is going between her legs recently. Correct. Okay, and is this associated with anything that's going on around her, or is this just sort of random her tail is between her legs? I think it's just random. I mean, the house is pretty you know, laid back. Nothing's changed. There hasn't been any major issues going on. Okay, well, I mean, anytime there's an older dog and there's a behavior change, whatever it is, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is let's make sure there isn't some kind of physical cause. Correct. Okay, so do you notice anything with slow to get up or down or um, anything with like scooting? 
You know how dogs will scoot sometimes? No, no, no. My other dog does that, and that's his anal gland. Yeah, okay. Um, So, you, yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you that there are times that through dogs' lives, they develop uh, sensitivities and phobias and weird kind of behaviors. And it really is just a behavior. Like, for example, dogs who are afraid of thunder and lightning, very often they are not afraid of it until they're four or five. Okay, so to say that your dog doesn't have some kind of fear, phobia, discomfort kind of issue, and that's what the tail is indicating, I can't say that your dog doesn't, um, but I always like to make sure there isn't something physical going on because, you know, it's so hard. They can't tell us, you know, I've got a headache or my my back hurts when I move like this or, you know, it can be. And and dogs who have a strong demeanor about them, they have, you know, I had a pit bull and, you know, I could have chopped off one of her feet and she would have acted like nothing ever happened. Okay. Not that I did that, but you get the idea. What we noticed is Whenever she's not feeling well, her coat gets less shiny. Okay. Um, and that was an indication that she wasn't doing well. Now, during the fall this year, not last year, but the year before, she gets like a fall allergy where I think she rolls in the dry grass and then she gets irritated from that. Okay. And then we have to put her on a, a steroid or something for a couple of weeks until it clears up. Uh-huh. So but has anything she- like that happened to her recently? Well, that happened in, you know, probably a few months ago. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, there are certain things that you can do that you can just try. Um, I always deworm my dogs several times a year. I use Panicure. Okay. Um, I had a dog that looked like she was having a really bad, I, I almost took her to the emergency room, but I gave her a Pepsid and she had a stomach okay. problem. Okay. If your dog has had, um, frequent steroid treatment things, your dog could have sensitive stomach. So Pepsid isn't going to hurt your dog, but if you give your dog a Pepsid and they seem like they feel better, then we could say, oh, okay, there's something going on with the stomach here. Okay. Right. Well, what we ended up doing was um, we put her on a, a, a pet antibi- uh, antibiotic, uh-huh. not an antibiotic, probiotic, sorry. Oh, okay. We put her on a probiotic in her, in her, in her, um, in her food. And also the vet gave us these other treat-type things that are supposed to help with the coat. Okay. And, you know, we've noticed that it's gotten better. It's not, it's not like it's... Well, you know, just, just for the sake of argument, you know, I might try giving your dog some Pepsid. And you can go online and see what um, dosage would be appropriate for your dog based on weight. Um, Because sometimes if you give your dog something and it helps, it kind of eliminates what the problem is. I mean, I'm big into let's make sure your dog doesn't have a parasite because, frankly, the stool sample checks are just not that accurate. Um, And uh, it can cause a lot of problems. All right. So unless, you know, you have recently dewormed your dog, I would get some Panicure and do it because it's not, again, it's it, the side effects of Panicure are so minuscule and the possible benefits are great. Could it be that? It could be. I don't know. It's not going to hurt your dog. I do it with my dogs even if they're not showing any sign of anything. Um, you know, one of my dogs was acting very weird. I gave her uh, the Pepsid. She snapped out of it like in 20 minutes. Um, I had a friend who had a 
Clay Pitbull, who was having a lot of acid reflux issues, um, and some of it was coming from being on steroids, and she gave him Pepsid, and he felt a lot better, okay? So I think I might try those things, and, you know, I mean, there's other things you can do, too, if we were going to try to address it from a behavior point of view, but... Honestly, I am leaning more towards there's something going on. And a lot of times when something's going on and it's subtle, it's really hard to narrow it down. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why I like to eliminate the most obvious things first that are simple to try and see if that helps. I agree. Okay, so I would try the Pepsid and I would try the Panicure. And, you know, I'd be happy to try to brainstorm with you with other things, but... You know, I'm going to suggest that you try those two things. And if you want further brainstorming, then, you know, contact me through my website. How's that for a plan? That sounds that sounds like a good a good thought. Okay, so try those things. And, you know, I mean, if it does turn out to that, one of the things that I just told you is helpful. I always like to get feedback, you know, so I know I'm on the right track or I'm not on the right track in either case. Okay. All right. That sounds great. I thank you very much. All right. Well, good luck with that. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Okay, so I think we're going to talk to Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. Okay, got a question. Yep. I'm babysitting my son's beagle. Uh-huh. She's 12 years old. Okay. She's got some medical issues, you know, kidney problem, um, gallbladder, but she's pretty healthy. Now... All she does is, I mean, she's food-driven. Yeah, a lot of beagles are. <laughs> that's are why they they're really? good. Oh, yeah, that's why they like to use them for smuggling, people who smuggle food items in there for customs, you know. Boy, they're, I knew a, a beagle that could open the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, my God. So the coolest. Yeah. Anyway, so she, she'll just, like, be laying down. She'll, oh, oh, and she'll do this. She did it for two hours last night. Oh, my goodness. You know? Oh, my God, yeah, she'll just, you know, and it's like, are you hurting? I'll call my son. And she says, no, she does that. She's driving everybody crazy over here. And, you know, and she just constantly just cries. How do... Okay, well, I mean, again, there could be so many different things. Let's just try to eliminate some of the more obvious things. Uh, First question is, um, is she getting out and about and going for walks? Um, We have a closed-in yard. She's out all the time. Okay. I've had her now. For, I've had her for three days now. Okay. And so, so, when she's out in the yard, is she running around, or is she? What is she doing out there? Well, I have other dogs, and once they run, she'll run. But other than that, she's really overweight too, so it's hard for her. I don't want her to have a heart attack or anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, I mean, would you know? somebody be able to actually walk her? Yes. Okay, because if if you Mm -hmm. took her for a walk, you know, she sometimes when dogs go in backyards, they run, they stop, they just sit there, they look around, they really don't do anything. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, backyards don't always equal getting, you know, some kind of good exercise. And so, you know, if if you started to take her for walks, um, it's going to Mm -hmm. tire her out, calm her down, give her something else to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you can do that, I think that would probably be the... uh, the first thing I would try. And second thing is, okay. um, does she does she have any chew toys? Does she like chew toys? She doesn't chew toys. No, when she was younger, she did, but she doesn't chew anything. She doesn't, you know. How are her teeth? I mean, if, if, 
her teeth are all fine. Okay. You know, she does have her own teeth, and and everything is all set. My son brings her to the vet regularly and checked out and all that. Right. Um, Once you you give her food, she calms down. Well, it could be that she's just um, training you to give her food because (laughs) if you give her food and she calms down, I think she might have your number. (laughs) Well, she's driving my son crazy and his family. (laughs) Well, did they give her food when she whines like this? Okay. No, she's on diet food too, so she's not, you know... You give her, you know, breakfast, then you give her, you put her out, you walk her, whatever, then you give her lunch, and then she, 12 o'clock, it was 12 o'clock, and she's crying. She's looking up at the cabin, and knowing it's her food, and I says, call my son, I says, what's going on with Well, you know what, I, I think I would take her for some walks, okay, okay. and right. sometimes the diet food, I almost feel like you're better off giving regular food in a smaller portion than the diet food. Because the diet, regular food, regular kibble, whatever oh. she's used to having eaten, you know. I yeah. mean, I give my mm-hmm. dogs a lot of different things, and you know, I'm not even going to go there because <laughs> I'll take up the rest mm-hmm. of the show. But for some reason or another, I feel like um, dogs often do better on whatever food they have. So let's say she was on her whatever her regular food was, and she was eating. I'm just making this up: a cup and a half of food every day, and right. you and you mm-hmm. weaned it down to a cup and an eighth or something. That would be enough for her to lose weight. Okay. Okay. Um, But sometimes Mm -hmm. I think that the diet food is missing. Like it doesn't have as much fat in it. It's supposed to not have as much calories. And that's the point of it being diet food. But I think that, um, you know, some Mm -hmm. of the fats and that kind of thing are more filling. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. so just like giving her on a diet. And, yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. get, just, you know, mm-hmm. maybe add some of that food, but just be mindful of what the portion is. OK. Mm-hmm. And then you could also take let's you know, again, I'm just making this up for the sake of right, uh, right. of ease of whatever. How about right. well, she's eating a cup of food a day? All right. Well, why don't I right. feed her maybe um, four times a day instead of once or twice Three a day? Times a day. Yeah. Okay. But it's the same amount of food. Okay. Do you see what I mean? All right. Yeah. So she'll think she's getting more. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could even get her one. You know those things that people put uh, food in? To, it makes it a little harder for the dog to get the food out. It looks mm-hmm. sort of like a weird pu- like mm-hmm. a puzzle thing. If you give her right. that, it might take her a little longer to eat her food, too. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, right. I, I'm not against trying. I've talked about this on the air. Is um, There's uh, different calming chews. And one that I tried recently was made by the company that makes Thunder Shirt. And it's uh, called Thunder Wonders. And they're little chews. And they tend to be very calming. So you could try giving mm-hmm. her some of those. Okay. Okay. All right, so give her walks, give, give her her other food, break it down, yeah. maybe get a little puzzle thing, get her some Thunder Wonders. That's the that's the wrap up. <laughs> that's the wrap up. Okay, yeah. very good. Okay, Sharon. Right. Well, thanks Thank for you coming. So much. Okay, you're welcome. Good luck yeah. with your little Bye-bye. beagle yeah. friend there. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, we need to take a break. So, Mark, if you're patient, um, I'll get back to you after this. never met my wife, you ain't never seen her before. 
Say you ain't been hanging around my crib. Well, here's something I want to know. I want to know what in the world is going down. How come my dog don't bark when you come around? I got the baddest dog. Hello, <laughs> and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. I'm here till the top of the hour, and we have Mark, who's been patiently waiting on hold. So I'm going to see if I can help him before the show is over. Hi, Mark. Hey, good afternoon. How you doing? I'll keep it. I'm, I'm, I'm distraught. Ah, oh, what's we the matter? Have a, we have a 12-year-old sheepadoodle uh-huh. been with us since she was born. Yep. And someone gave us a six-month-old pedigree border collie okay. a month ago. Okay. This morning, the border collie attacked the sheepadoodle, actually got on the sheepadoodle's back while the sheepadoodle was having her breakfast. We feed them both together but separately. The border collie eats voraciously and then started stalking the sheepadoodle. And with my wife right there, she leapt on the sheepadoodle's back and was, you know, attacking her. And my wife freaked out and now wants to give away the border collie. Okay, well, let me ask you this. What kind of uh, harm did the border collie do to the sheepadoodle? She gave her a cut on the neck. Okay. She gave her a little cut. Yep. So nothing that requires veterinary attention? I put some hot water and some, uh, you know, bacitracin. Okay. All right. Um, where do you live? West Hartford. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you live close to me. I live in Newington. But anyway, not that that okay. matters, but just curious. Um, okay. So, well, first of all, you know, I mean, it, the first thing that I would do is the Border Collie gets to eat in a crate. Oh, and, that's in, okay. And okay. so you don't even get to come out of your crate until said sheepadoodle is more than done with its food. It's gone. It's not even around there. It's not even, no, we're not even having that. Okay. Right. So okay. Um, I have four dogs. Some eat slower than others and they are segregated. I want to know who's going to eat what, you know, regardless of mm. whether or not, um, you know, we're arguing about it. Okay. Uh, now, so the next, so that would, that takes care of that problem. But then the next question becomes, um, does the border collie uh, get aggressive under other circumstances? No. Uh, like the ball, maybe now we just use two balls. We throw two balls to him. We go to the high school and we throw two balls so that there's no competition for and, them. And the border collie's okay with that and we'll take its ball and not oh. try and get your sheepadoodle's ball? Okay. Might, okay. But it doesn't cause a problem, not a big problem. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of dogs have problems with eating together. I mean, that's like a really common problem. And it's not always that the one dog's going to jump on the other one, but it could be just, you know, one pushes the other one away and starts gobbling their food right. up. And if you're not paying attention, you don't know who ate what. And, um, you know, like I said, I have four dogs. Two of them eat in crates, the, the two younger ones. Is and he then, overreacting by uh, saying that we have to come because this dog bit our older dog? I think that the, no, I mean, look at this is what it's going to come down to, okay? This Border Collie has high drive, high energy, and is kind of pushy, okay? And so the question is, do you want to deal with that? Um, I would recommend that you do some training with this Border Collie because, you know. We are. We have a trainer. Okay. He's already learned to stay in the yard with that electric fence. Dog's already learned it. Okay. Smart dog. Okay. So, you know. All that stuff. Like, for instance, if that if your border collie was going after your sheepadoodle and you said, no, 
stop. If your dog doesn't stop, that needs that's a training issue, okay? So, you know, some trainers don't think you should say no and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know what you're, what's going on with your trainer, but, you know, you need to have an off switch, okay? So you're, I had to take the border collie to get him off of her. I had to kick him. Okay, so so question to you, is your trainer using any kind of correction or is it all just happy treat redirect uh, well it's my wife doing it mostly but it's I, I believe it's treats it's not okay stock. if it's it, that's probably you're probably going to need more than that I'm going to say okay but you know as I see the clock ticking down it's not an absolute this or that it's I think you can deal with it if you want to deal with that kind of intense personality but I don't think you're going to solve an intense personality issue with cookies okay you're going to need something more your dog isn't staying in your yard because cookies are getting catapulted out of the boundary your dog is staying in your yard because when it crosses the boundary there's a consequence okay so there has to be some form of consequence in your training protocol for this to be a reliable situation okay the dog's pretty much okay it just i think it was strictly the food okay well step one you know we're counting down 10 seconds here step one feed the dog in the crate think about it don't rush to any conclusions and if you like this dog then do training okay Thank you very much. All Appreciate right. your time. Okay, All take right. care. Bye-bye. And that's it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.